What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man there trying to stop Joker getting himself into further trouble. Oh, it's not a bad ball for Pelle on the right side. It's Carlos Alberto. And what a great goal that was! Carlos Alberto! Maradona just walked away from Hoddleden. Maldonado. Who you are, why you are enthusiastic about Swiss football. What do I love about the Swiss? All right. Well, um, I'm Basel. I'm 23 years old. I am from Switzerland. Uh, I'm from Schaffhausen, Switzerland. So let's say half an hour north of Zurich, half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, what do I love about the Swiss football? Well, I'd say that most of the time, nobody always expects them to perform. Nobody expects them to perform well, but sometimes, well, in the past, they've always been able to surprise everybody. And they're like sort of the underdog, which still makes it into the quarterfinals or somewhat up there. And then, well, then they leave. No, yeah, it sounds, they are very consistent, right? It's insane. They always show up. Um, but your, your, your answer didn't come off as too enthusiastic. Sell, sell Swiss football to us. Uh, we've been just watching the uh, Shakiri bicycle kick that he scored last time against, against Poland, which looked fantastic. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, the thing is just you don't expect them to be so good. And the thing is, they most of them don't play within Switzerland. They, split, they play either in Italy, uh, Premier League or Bundesliga. And there they play in good teams. Like you have, uh, I don't remember the name of the defender in Dortmund playing at the more moment. Uh, he's Swiss. Or the Swiss goalkeepers. Like you have, you have Birki, you had Benaglio. I mean... 
For some reason, Switzerland also has good goalkeepers. Yeah, Akanji is the Swiss guy. Akanji, yeah. exactly. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have a little little trivia question for you and um, for you and oh. Leon on the, on the Swiss team. <laughs> it's like on our notes, because we share notes, it's redacted. So I can see that there's a question there, but it's all in black so that I can't see it. <laughs> so my question is... Um, Switzerland haven't won a knockout tie at a major tournament since when? And if you give me the right decade, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> you, you go fast. <laughs> I have no clue. Uh... Hmm. I have no clue. Can I say 80s? So you say oh. they won a knockout game in the 80s. Okay, Leon, how about you? So winning a knockout game. Yeah. Um, so normally the Switzerland get through the groups or the groups and then get yeah. knocked out. When was the last knockout game that they won? Okay, I'll be I'll be more pessimistic and I'll go with the with the fifties. You could have just gone below. Or, uh, I know, I know, but but uh, just just <laughs> just for the sake of it, just just for the sake of it. <laughs> yeah. So. Actually, Switzerland have not won a knockout tie at a major tournament since the 1938 World oh. Cup. What? <laughs> I, I, I was actually, I was going for 1930s, but it's easy for me to say now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a bro- How does it make you feel for the, for the prospect of your, of your team? Yeah. <laughs> now you're pushing the <laughs> How does it make me feel? Well, I feel like they have performed and made it into the knockouts. But yeah, like you said, they always got kicked out. I thought that they have passed on to the next round a bit more recently, but turns out they haven't. Yeah. So how does it make me feel? Well, the thing is, you don't have high, like you go into these uh, World Cups, Euro Cups, and you're like, you don't have high expectations. If you just make it to the knockout round, round you're already happy. Uh, so, well... Yeah, and everything above is more than your expectations. So. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Like, I feel like if Ireland had that record, then I'd be like, "Well, whatever. We don't really qualify that often." But I feel like Switzerland is always there. You're just like, and I'm yeah. usually not looking to watch the Swiss games, but they're just like someone, someone that I'm more interested in against <laughs> against Switzerland. Exactly. This this just comes off as you compensating for Ireland not qualifying <laughs> for the Euros. Yeah, I mean for sure, for sure. <laughs> okay, I do have I do have one question though, um, uh, because I've I've uh, recently read that uh, Shakiri, um, the magic dwarf, the Alpine Messi, uh, is still the absolute number one amongst uh, especially younger fans. And do you think you do you agree there, or would there be a different player that you think you'd like to go out on a beer with? What's what's for me, choice? Me, to be honest, I've never been such a crazy fan of Shakiri. To me, he's well. I don't mean to sound judgy, but ever since he left Basel, he hasn't really performed crazy. And I mean, he's been with the clubs that were performing well. I mean, he was with Bayern Munich. Uh, I think he won the Champions League with Bayern Munich, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Um, then where did he go next? I mean, now he just left uh, Liverpool as well, and now he's in Italy again. I'm not sure. But uh, to me, he was never the... I, I, I'm i going to say now, to me, he was always a bit overrated. Yeah. But yet, in the Euro Cup or World Cup, 
I feel like every time I watched him, he performed like crazy. So I'm like, I don't hear anything for him from you for the last two years when you play in your clubs. But then when you're at the World Cup or Euro Cup, you perform. So but that's sort of my relationship. There it is, that's right? Your, that's that's the explanation. For the national team keeps, yeah. Yeah, keeps his legs yeah, fresh yeah. For, for good old Switzerland. Fair enough with the national team, yeah, but I, he wouldn't be like my favorite player of the national okay. team if you ask me that way. Now, if you're asking me who's my favorite player of the national team, um, I remember back in 2008, I was a huge fan of Alexander Frey. Uh, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, I remember when he, I think it was in the first match when, when he got tackled and his knee got injured. I remember the... It was all over for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's I it. So down. I was so down. Yeah. And um, and now I'm. I'm who, who am I? Is it's probably is like the all-time top scorer for the national team, right? Or yeah, yeah. I, I, I probably tell you. Before. Okay, but so the injury of Fry was like the the, the all-time low point. Turn off yeah. the telly. <laughs> Yeah, the low point of you watch, watching. For me, it was really, for me, it was turn off the telly. <laughs> but then, but <laughs> then what? The, the, the reverse. What, what was like the, the, yeah, the best the moment? Highlight. The, the highlight. The highlight of him? Or no, of you being a Swiss football fan and watching the Swiss national team perform. The highlight? Yeah. Oh, I can tell you exactly. 2010 when Switzerland won against Spain. Ah, yes. Oh, first, yeah. first game. I remember, I remember watching that game in my little village. Yeah of around 3,000 people, but the entire village gathered in that football tent and we were all looking at the screen expecting Switzerland not to win anything, obviously, or not, or not win that game for yeah. sure. And then uh, I don't remember who it was and scored. And I remember how there was a five minute extension time and everybody was sitting on the benches scared that Spain would, somewhat, would, would still score. And well, Switzerland turned out to be the only team that beat Spain in that tournament, mm -hmm. I think. So yeah, you know they were, they were, they were, right? Yeah. So that was probably the biggest highlight for me. Cool. Yeah. The... yeah. No, no, it sounds fantastic. No, that one definitely. Uh, which one? Were, I don't remember which one it was when they lost against Argentina in the in the knockout stage. It wasn't too long ago. Yeah, I'm not sure. It wasn't the last one, but I don't it wasn't the last no. one, right? No, no, last one was. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's. that's I would have to difficult. Google it. Difficult to remember, <laughs> but so. so oh, so, 2014. That's the Angel de Maria scored in uh, the 118th minute. Oh, right at the end of mm -hmm. extra time. Right that at the was, end of extra that time. That was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. Okay. Do you have a Do you have a ritual for when you watch Switzerland? Do you like like to be in the same place, be, be alone with friends? What's the What's the game day experience? There's really no ritual, honestly. Uh, usually, I, I know in Switzerland, when Switzerland plays, there's always a lot of Swiss flags in the garden of people. So maybe that. Do they also have the one on the cars on the top of the roof? Yeah, roof? We, yeah. We, in 2008, there were a lot of those on the cars. Yeah. But other than that, no rituals. And there's no one I would specifically watch the game with. So hmm. So then it's going to be us. <laughs> yeah. What about, what, what about this summer? Have you got? 
Well, I guess uh, I hope I get to watch it with you. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm here in Copenhagen. I'm down to watch football with anyone. <laughs> So that's fantastic so we, we'll come back to that invitation <laughs> so f- final final prediction are are switzerland gonna break their knockout hoodoo and banish the ghosts of 1938 till now i'm gonna be pessimistic <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> yeah it's a decent group i think italy turkey wales as well are in with switzerland it's quite a even Let's see Even how group. Italy performs. I mean, they weren't at the World Cup, so <laughs> that might be a pro, but we'll see. Also, that seems to be the thing, right? Swiss, they manage the group stage, but then it's immediately yeah, out afterwards. I guess yeah, group stage is easy. Easy, easier. <laughs> <Too> easier. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon second, and then they'll get kicked out in the uh, knockout phase. All right. Thank you so much for the predictions and uh, all the input. Yeah, the very level-headed predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me on it. Uh, well, we will. We most definitely will. <laughs> we, will. <laughs> we will. We will. Pessimistic Swiss fan not predicting their semi-final win against France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just this, uh, the, the, the thumbnail, no? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's the that's the exactly. clickbait line. Okay. Exactly. Thank you so much, Basil. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us a bit about Hi, the Swiss. Thank you, guys. Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Leon. Cheers. Have a good one. So our next guest to introduce. Turkey is from the Turkish football blog. Ahmed, Ahmed, thank you so much for joining us on the on the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? How long have you been following the Turkish national team? Sure. Uh, my name is Ahmed Bob Turgut, and I'm probably the first ones that on internet uh, been following Turkish football and Turkish Super League in general. I have worked for a Turkish uh, newspaper here in states for uh, Hurriyet uh, USA in uh, 1980s and 1990s ever since 1989 i've been doing the blog and i've been doing the tv shows here in this state i do have a pretty good uh uh, uh contacts with turkish uh, super league and also turkish national team mm-hmm. and through all that time what have been some of the like absolute highlights of following the turkish national team like are there certain games or memories that stick out memories the the most important one when back in 1995 when Turkish national team with uh, Fatih Terim was uh, coach first time and ever uh, they came to camp uh, do camping in Canada and then I followed all the pretty much uh, all the Turkish national team camps all over the world. Cool, cool. And have you like some any really like really good stories from some of the people that you met along the way? I. I I have met uh, Fatih Terim. I also know Shanel Gunesh very uh, closely, and I would not forget the 2002 uh, Turkey becoming the third place in that yeah. World Cup, and it was his first uh, win. Surprise! I, actually, it was his first uh, uh, 
time coaching the Turkish national team. And uh, as you know, at that time, Channel Ganesh was a rookie coach back in 2002. And that was, you know, it caught a lot of people's surprise. Turkey finishing third place in that tournament. But uh, overall, they had uh, some good uh, turnout after that. I What happened after 2002, they couldn't repeat. And then uh, the Turkish national team went down for a long time. They were struggling there. They went as far as like 49th place in the FIFA standings. So, um, yeah, I think the highlights of Turkish national team that was back in 2002 and never got back to until now. And uh, speaking of this generation, new generation of the team, a lot of team uh, players are playing mm -hmm. in Europe. Players like Ozan Kabak and Brock Yilmaz. Uh, I think they will do uh, uh, good in this tournament. What caused the kind of decline after 2002? Like what was, because I know, I mean, Turkey reached the semifinals of the Euros in 2008 as well, but then there's not, the, 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 the team hasn't been so consistent since then. Many, many. Many effects, you know, there's a lot of too much politics in Turkish football, in Turkish uh, national team. Uh, and then after uh, he became uh, third place in the World Cup, what happened, uh, they, uh, he had, they sacked him. He lost his job, Channel Ganesh. And then he was out of job for a while. And then Fatih Terim came in and too many coaches came into the scene ever since 2002 to 2021. Probably uh, every coach had their different uh, style of play. And uh, let's face it, the players, like you said, the, they're from the 2002 team, they were old. They left the football scene and there was not enough, uh, enough guys that come into a national level to play, uh, you know, that kind of level of uh, football. That's what I uh, happened. I think a lot of the uh, I blame it to a lot of these teams that bringing in foreign uh, star players that are, who are who were yeah. older, and uh, a lot of the teams that didn't use a lot of young uh, uh, Turkish players came from their farm team. That's what happened. I think right now you're seeing the best crop of the Turkish players that playing in Europe and then in Turkey too. Uh, in uh, a lot of the goalkeepers right now, if you look at it, three of the bright stars, uh, goalkeepers on the team, only one older, Max Gunok, the veteran goalkeeper, but Urjan and uh, Altai is uh, very young uh, keepers are uh, a lot of the European teams are after uh, mm -hmm. them. Yeah, and now also Gunas is back, right? So do you think that the Turkish football fans expect a similar miracle kind of as 2002? What are, what are the expectations with him being back at the side of the pitch now? Well, expectations are very high. I can tell you but one thing, though, the opening match against Italy, it's going to be a uh, pretty much do or die match for Turkey. If they lose that match, it's going to be hard for them to uh, at least uh, claim the second place. So uh, a, a draw there in Italy, in Rome, on June 11th should be very good because uh, their next match will be against uh, Wales, right? 
-hmm. And yeah. uh, that's going to be a very important for both teams uh, because Wales is going to be pushing for a win too. Wales is a very physical team. Turkey has a very hard time playing against uh, physical teams. But overall, looking at this team, guys, I think they have a pretty good chance to finish in second place if they do good against Italy. what what has Gunas done to sort of turn the turn the side around because I was reading about how you know last uh last last autumn they were like won one game in eight at that but then since the World Cup qualifying campaign has started they've been like a, like a house on fire what has he kind of done to the team to kind of turn that that form around well let's uh remember before channel Gunesh came in Lukescu had these uh, young bright stars in. we have to give him credit too so he took the team from Lukescu and Romanian uh, coach. And in his term, he, we had these guys. I think being uh, a Turkish on the team as a coach and then communicating with the players mm -hmm. much better. And then the young players believe in Şenol Güneş and his experience. And let's face it. Channel Gunesh is celebrating his birthday today. Happy birthday. Him, uh, happy birthday. Uh, yes. Happy birthday, too. <laughs> hey, he's 69 today. And uh, I think he's in top level right now mm -hmm. coaching. And he has learned from his mistakes. And he's become a better coach on the way ever since 2002. I think uh, he, he sees the uh, match differently now. And then he, his communication style is much better than used yeah. to be, uh, communicating with young players. And the biggest advantage that he has in th with this team, you have very good, talented players along with veteran players. Uh, Brock Hilmas is probably the most versatile uh, veteran player who will do a really good uh, yeah. scoring goals as far as his play of style he likes to play 4-4-2 sometimes he changes to 4-1 and uh, you know he uses one person that uh, uh, helps on defense so you could look at that five uh, you know defense or you could look at 4-4-2 so I, I think he's going to be uh, choosing 4-4-2 uh, playing against Italy in the opening match. Who are some of the key players that maybe fans of other countries would be not so familiar with? Like, they'd be familiar with Sernko and Yelia Assassin. Number one, the, from the veteran player, the, uh, the person who's going to score all the goals uh, will be mm -hmm. Brock Yilmaz. As far as the younger uh, generation, you got Ozan yeah. Kabak uh, uh, and you have Ozan uh, Tufan. And you have player from uh, Yusuf Yazici from Lille, uh, who played in the uh, French League. And you have quite a uh, young uh, players on defense in the midfield. Uh, the player that uh, Kenan Karaman, who will uh, be on uh, in the forward uh, position. Kenan Karaman is very good player. It has powerful shots. So as far as in goal, we don't know at this moment who is going to uh, choose for uh, playing against yeah. Italy, but I think he might just go with the veteran goalkeeper, mm -hmm. Matt Gunok.
but don't be surprised if he uses uh, uh, one of the young uh, goalkeepers, Altai or uh, Urjan. Mm-hmm. And what what is like the the realistic expectation for Turkey in this tournament? If they, are people thinking about a quarterfinal or even further, or because what what is the what is the what is the belief? If you ask some people, they want to see them uh, playing in the final match. But I think if we uh, talk realistically, I think quarterfinals should be a, a good uh, uh, stuff for our Turkish national mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Because, uh, not forget, because this this is pretty young yeah, team. Yeah, and I think it's also like exciting, right? If they do reasonably well in this tournament, it bodes well for tournaments down the line, right? An observation, because we've talked about the same in, in Spain and in Germany now, where you've got younger players stepping up and you don't quite know. It's hard to assess how good the teams will actually be. So this will be the first time to, to measure the success of the youth. I think... The, they're already, uh, have, although even though they haven't uh, done uh, good things lately in uh, friendly matches, but I think when it comes to this opening match, I think the players are set and hyped for this Italy match, for this tournament, and expectations are very high from the fans, from the Turkish people, and also I think uh, from the coaching uh, department too. Uh, and I think uh, Channel Ganesh uh, is going to put the best team out there, especially in the first opening match against Italy. Yeah, Channel Ganesh will probably will go out uh, winning. Th- that's what he mm-hmm. said. He wants to win this match against uh, Italy. But I think first 15 minutes, Italy and Turkey will test each other they, uh, and then counterattack. And I think you will see that we will we're going to be uh, seeing a very good match against Italy. Mm-hmm. And it's quite an even group. Like I feel like it, like people kind of assuming that Italy will be top of the group, but I think like Turkey should definitely be able to fancy their chances both against Wales and Switzerland as well. They're both like games that should realistically uh, stand a good chance of winning. I agree, but you got to remember the second match against Wales. If Turkey somehow loses the match against Italy, it's got to be do or die match against Wales. Yeah. If they even tie that match, their hopes will not be there for second place. Mm-hmm. We have we have one final question that we've been asking uh, sure. all, all, all of our guests and it's if you could meet up for a coffee or with a player past or present from, from the national team, who would it be and why? Uh, well, I think uh, one of the great players that uh, in my ch- uh, childhood days, which he's not, you know, he, he's, he passed away. Uh, my idol, even though I'm not a Galatasaray fan, but he was huge uh, Turkish star, Metin Oktay. And I have met uh, many of the young generation uh, from uh, starting 1990s. Um I would say Mitten Oktay. Mitten Oktay. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, giving us your time to join us on the podcast. No problem. Just remember, I am uh, 64 years old, so I kind of like the old generation uh, uh, players that that I, as as a kid, that I looked up to. Mm -hmm. And Mitten Oktay was one of the uh, players that 
did a lot of good things for Turkish football and also a Turkish national team. Yeah, no, I, I, it's always the kid, the players who are like big when you're young. They're they'll always be the the greats, no matter yeah. no matter how old you get. Yeah, it's just like uh, uh, Pele is in my books as different has a special place. Yeah, even though I did shook his hand and while he played here uh, for New York Cosmos. Oh wow, that's that's a, that's a real <laughs> claim to fame. Yeah, ask you about that. Burned, uh, Back in 1980s, when Calais, Bakumbar, and Turkish uh, a legend uh, goalkeeper Erol Yasin Özdenek mm-hmm. also played for a Turkish national team, played for New York Cosmos. As a matter of fact, we communicate with him. He lives in California. Yeah. Uh, he's very excited for uh, this tournament, too. Mm-hmm. I did want to just ask you when you watch the Turkish national team games, do you like to watch it by yourself or do you have like a big party I- with lots of people? I uh, used to uh, watch it with a lot of people. Now it's just the family with my sons. Yeah. Uh, even, uh, one of my uh, sons lives in California now. He can't watch it with me, but I uh, watch it with my younger son. All right. Well, I, I hope you have an enjoyable tournament as, as, as much as possible. Much. Thank you for calling. And uh, I, I am very grateful to be on your podcast. I will see you next time. All right. Thank Hopefully. you so much. And have a good day, man. Thanks for joining us. Our next guest, Anthony, is going to be discussing Wales. Anthony, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, maybe like where in Wales you're from or like how long you've been following the national team? Yeah, um, I'm 54. I'm from um, a little town, Pankoy, just outside Cardiff. Um, I'm living in Copenhagen now. I've been living here for 15 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I miss my football when I'm back home in Wales. So other than that. Um, Are you a Cardiff City fan? I am indeed. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause, so great, cause... great week weekend watching our uh, our uh, competitors down the road missing out on going yes, to the they'll lose League. out in the playoff final. Yeah. Disappointed <laughs> that uh, Newport didn't go up though; they missed out as well. Yeah, yeah, I saw them. Newport missed out. Our 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 football coach here actually he's Danish, but he's actually a Swansea. He's a Swansea fan. Oh, okay. But, oh, good. Yes. Good. I hope <laughs> so... I hope he's pretty upset then. <laughs> 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 yeah no, let him know like when we talk about the the wales national team the 2016 sort of story yeah. was like seemed like very much like a fairy tale um like how the way the fans <clears throat> got in france got behind the team and stuff like this and like this the trip that the team went on do you have like a favorite memory of uh that tournament 2016 yeah i went out there for the first game i went out to bordeaux and then mm-hmm. um, it was a fantastic trip. The fans were really good and well behaved, and um, it was just really good spirited out there, you know. And <clears throat> I've been following Wales since I was a kid. Um, I played football when I was back home, and uh, now it was we've had a lot of uh, upsets over the years, you know. We've failed twice against Scotland with uh, them cheating with their handballs and. Uh, not, not that we hold a grudge, but, uh, <laughs> but we do. Just, <laughs> it was, uh, I, I think it was uh, nineteen ninety. No, it was in nineteen ninety-two. I think something like that. Uh, we almost got to the on ninety. We we almost got to the finals, the World Cup finals in the US. Yeah. We had to beat Romania, 
in Cardiff and we were winning 1-0 we had a penalty and we hit the bar and then they went on and beat us 2-1 so uh. we've got close a few times so yeah actually qualifying last time was fantastic and yeah, uh, so yeah really great trip mm-hmm. Have you like tra- followed the Wales team abroad do you have any like great uh, what have been some of the away games that you've been to um, oh, I've seen it a few times in Denmark since I've been obvious. That's been nice, but uh, yeah. now I've been out to Italy. That was interesting. Um, went out to Germany to watch him, Ryan Giggs's first match when he played, and uh, yeah, we I think we lost five in both of those games actually. So, not great memories from a football perspective, <laughs> but fantastic trips. No, we had a Scotland fan on, and he um, he put he said. Scotland away trips are a great trip uh, ruined by 90 minutes of football. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Often the case. <laughs> but then, like, looking ahead... Sorry, go ahead, Leon. No, but is there, is there, like, a particularly fond memory of uh, Wales football history, like the one that you would point out yeah. um, where he was the very happiest? Uh, I've got to say, the um, in Bordeaux in the, in the last tournament or whatever, when we were there, there was so many Welsh fans there. And... Um, when they started singing a national anthem, they uh, they made a, an old man very proud. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of us had a tear in our eye that day or whatever. It was a long time coming, but it was fantastic. Yeah. And and we actually went on to win 2-1 as well. <clears throat> and then yeah. the rest of the tournament, we went through as all, all the way through to the semi-final where Ronaldo got a header and beat us in the end. But uh, the game before that, we beat Belgium 3-1. Yeah, and uh, that that was an unbelievable game. I didn't go out to that game; I was uh, watching it on the telly. But I'm sure they could hear me screaming from the house. Yeah, when when <laughs> Robson Canu did that Cruyff turn oh, in the box, and then unbelievable, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> I think I think the uh, Belgian defenders are still looking for him, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But then looking ahead to this tournament, yep. like 2020, do you think they'll be able to repeat? Some of the like, because obviously they failed to qualify for the World Cup in 2018, and then so yeah. Do you think they'll be able to repeat some of the like their efforts from 2016? They've uh, we've got a bit of stuff going on with gigs at the moment or whatever, yeah. which we won't bother talking about. But um, we've got like a temporary manager in now, and they've <clears throat> they've gone for youth and all for the qualifying. They've they've gone for youth, but I think they've gone a little bit uh, over the top now. As a wise man once said, you you won't win nothing with kids. So I hope my my prediction is as bad as his was, and we can go a bit further. <laughs> but, uh, I think we've got a pretty good first eleven, but if we start to get some injuries, yeah. there's not a lot of experience in there. Then, so uh, you never know. It's uh, sometimes the, when, when they're so young or whatever, they're not so f- afraid to uh, make some errors. Then, so they'll give it a go. But I'll be surprised if we got as far as we did last time. But we've we've got Switzerland, Italy, and Turkey. In, in the group. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a hard game for all those teams, to be honest. You know, no one's going to, there's there's no easy games in there. I know it's a bit of a cliche that, but there isn't. They're all sort of similar levels. They, yeah, it seems quite even. <clears throat> yeah, you, you'd expect probably Italy to, to be the better team, but we're not bad on our day, actually. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think there's a fair chance that we can get through the group stages. Then it's lucky dip, isn't it? Who yeah. you can get on the, uh, in the knockouts. So, three games to the final <laughs> that's the yeah, spirit exactly. besides 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 the obvious players in like Bale and Ramsey and stuff who do you think like could be some of the key 
men for for Wales like could be a surprise package obviously Robson Cano was a bit of a surprise in 2016 and then yeah um like I said there's there's a lot of youngsters in there actually now yeah. and um if Joe Allen is fit I know he's not a youngster or whatever but I think he was vastly underrated in um, in France last time round or whatever I thought he'd done fantastic he was my player of the tournament and um yeah it's tough to say. It's, it's it, it is such a young team in there now, and we are relying on the likes of uh, Ramsey and, and Bale a little bit, to be honest. But they, they can do it on their own. We've 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 got quite a few other good players in there as well. Nego Williams from Liverpool, he could do all yeah. right. Um, but yeah, um, Kiefer Moore, of course, I'm going to say that because I'm uh, I'm a Cardiff fan, but he's he's ripped the championship apart, and if he is a good uh, championships this year, they'll probably yes, the Premier League teams will come in after him. So if if nothing else, hopefully Cardiff get a lot of money for him. But we'd we'd like to keep him. Uh, <laughs> he scored so many goals for us last year. He's he's a handful. He's so tall or whatever. Nobody could get near him. And I know yeah. the championship is a different level to to international football, of course. But he's a he's a great player and. Good for a big man. Good feet for a big man. At least feet for a big man. <laughs> so <sick. laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we've uh, we got a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you have a spot in uh, Copenhagen that you'd like to go and watch the games, or is you just at home? Uh, well, my regular like in like Copenhagen your... is the Globe. I gotta yeah. say, it's a it's, it's a great pub. That and um, yeah, I normally go there, but I, I I do like to watch the big games at home. To be honest, because um, I can stay relatively sober then, and I can actually watch what's happening. And I like I like to be a bit insular sometimes when when I'm watching the bigger ones, at least, you know. Yeah, th- yeah. We had the discussion of the pot before, and because we, I tend to agree, especially if it's like the big national matches, you kind of want to just sit there, take it yeah. all in, no distractions from the sides and no, everything. Exactly. So, so I, I feel. I you. think I'm pretty sociable you. as well normally, you know. So I'll end up chatting to somebody, and then the game will before the game, and then the game starts, and they want to carry on chatting. So it's like uh, exactly. Leave me alone, <laughs> What's wrong with you? And you're like. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm watching come, here. Come back in an hour and a half or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But prediction, prediction time. Yeah. What do you think will Wales will get to in a, another another semi final? Yeah, I think maybe, I think I best chance we got is getting to the quarterfinals. Depends who we get in the last sixteen. If we can get through the group, of course. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it is a it's an interesting group, but it's definitely possible to get out of it i think and um and depends who you get in the quarterfinals then but, yeah. but you never know we shocked everybody last time i think we got a little man mm. syndrome really you know we're a small country or whatever and it's uh, the same in the rugby as well really we yeah we just keep fighting you know we never know when we're dead you've got to sort of chop our head off and uh it's a little bit like Monty Python, then we'll still bounce around on our head. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not over till it's over. Yeah. yeah. Great reference. Um, all right. We have one final question that we've been yeah. asking everyone, and it's if you could go for uh, a beer or a coffee, if, if that's your choosing, uh, with a player, past or present, from the national team, who would it be? Um, well, again, I'm going back to my Cardiff City roots or whatever. No, I'm going to have to get. Uh, Ramsey and Bale into a corner and convince them they need okay. to come back and finish their careers in Cardiff <laughs> and, uh, and get us up to, the, um, up, up to the Premier League. And there's a 
the odds have been slashed actually that Bale is going to come to Cardiff he's 10 to 1 now and he said uh, that oh, really? yeah he said that 10 uh, to 1 early oh. he said that he's um, where he's going next he's going to cause a bit of a, a rumpus when the, when the news comes out or whatever so wow. I think it could be either Cardiff or Barcelona he's going to so uh, I'm not sure I think he should choose Cardiff yeah. <laughs> Which is the better golf courses will be there. Well, he's, he's, he's got a house just outside Cardiff and he's put a couple of uh, golf holes in the back garden replicated of one of the big courses. So I think he should start using them now. So, yeah. No, but I like it. They, yeah, they're the end of the talk with a mission. It's just not just about the chats. Yeah. Oh, no, you know, no, no, you, you're you not wasting get... this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah preach, preach. Exactly. <laughs> he's got to do it. <laughs> All right, thank Fantastic. you so much All right, guys. Annie, for, for joining us. No problem. Hope, good luck for the tournament, yeah. and hope if Wales do well, well, we'll chat again. Fantastic. See you in the final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk to <laughs> you then. All right, talk to you again. Bye bye. Bye bye. things off do you want to maybe introduce yourself like maybe like what football team club team you support or maybe like where in italy or sure sure yeah my name is mario um i i am the son of an italian father chilean mother but both my grandfathers are italian so i grew up in this uh very italian environment even though i grew up in chile and in england never actually lived in italy i i i, I often go there but more because of the family passion tradition kind of thing um my 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 team is ac milan it's always been since night since 93 onwards um collect their shirts i'm also a big Serie A fan uh obviously follow the that surri uh, everywhere and um ever since baggio lost that uh, penalty kick it's always been something of mine to follow the the italian national mm-hmm. So how is what do you what is your view on sort of the Italian team at the moment? Obviously they fall, they failed to qualify for the World Cup in 2018, but then they've had like a hundred percent record under in qualification with Roberto Mancini. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, when Mancini took over again, I was not very um, enthusiastic because of his his last spell was okay, but he was not uh, in the same level as Prandelli. Uh, so for me, Mancini was a no go, uh, but he's proven to like, like it happens football, to, to, to collect the new talent that has come through and he's kind of shown, shown what, what he can... Uh, dis- he's, 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 he's managed to, to, to show and display the best, the best young talent. Mm-hmm. And I think he's been, he's been lucky in a way. Uh, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Mancini, but b- because of this new crop that came, came about, which was about time, uh, it's been a, a hell of a last 10, 10, 15 years. Um, but uh, ever since 2012, which we did okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a hard road, man. Yeah. But yeah. And who were some of the kind of like, if you were looking about this somewhere and if Italy are to have a big tournament, who are the kind of players that are kind of going to rely upon? Is it going to be Immobile's goals or where is, do you think like, the strength of the team is going to lie? I think right now, uh, finally, you know, when you need, you need a spine, uh, of a team yeah. in order to 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 kind of like create something sturdy and and something tangible and I think for the first time with uh, Bastoni has come out uh, uh, in the in the Inter lineup as a regular he's he's really he's really strong and I think he's going to be a starter yeah. uh, I think uh, Varela 
also of Inter Milan is going to be uh, the one midfielder that's going to is he's kind of a game changer in the midfield. Um, of course, we're probably going to have Jorginho as a as a as a natural six, yeah, just like he did at Chelsea, um, but on his own as a single pivot. Um, Barella is obviously going to be on one side, and I think Berratti is going to be the starter on the other side. So, in terms of a, a technical uh, ability, uh, for uh, for a long time we 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 haven't had these players in midfield. I think ever since Pirlo and Albertini that we we haven't had a, a good uh, a crop of uh, a free man midfield that can all be good with the ball at their feet. And I think this is. Uh, uh, one of a life. Uh, I'm, I'm just very excited about the fact that they're all very young and and they they they're at, at, at an age where they're gonna transmit the the, the correct energy. I feel. Mm-hmm. And then up fr- and then on the on the wing you got uh, Chiesa, which I think for Juventus was fantastic. He was all, he already shown it at Fiorentina, but uh, this year I mean Juventus struggled the whole year. And if it wasn't for Chiesa uh, and, and Quadrado, maybe he's not yeah. Italian, but uh, but Chiesa. On, on, on coming on and being the game changer, Juventus would have been in the third down. So to me, Chiesa is going to be a big must-watch. Barella again, and and then again, uh, of course, Immobile. And if there's, if there's no Immobile, we still have a Belotti yeah. uh, from uh, Torino. So. And what about at the back? Obviously, I think as a Milan fan, you're probably not a huge fan of Donnarumma right now. But do you think that defense with Chiellini and Bonucci sort of as the veterans will be able to like you think teams will kind of target them Chiellini and Bonucci like pace wise or what's your kind of feeling about the defense I think uh, Chiellini has been called up because of uh, of, uh, of his leadership skills uh, I don't think he's going to be a starter yeah. I even doubt that Bonucci might even get a place I think Acervi from Lazio has proven to be a really reliable centre-back uh, and I think his Mancini is a big fan of him the guys came back from that. He had a hell of a year last year, and again he proved it this year. Uh, the guy came out of. Can- I was just reading about his life story recently. Yeah. The guy came out of cancer and amazing player. Um, but I think uh, Bonucci has kind of dipped a bit in form, and I think Bastoni might be taking over alongside Asteravi as the two centre backs. But that's just my feeling. Yeah. But of course, Bonucci and Chiellini are the big names, so maybe they're gonna. One of them is gonna be probably well, starting. Yeah. But I. But I doubt Chiellini is going to be. Toloi is also there, but uh, from Atalanta, interesting prospect. But um, but I don't think he's going to get much game time. I'm just very surprised that Romagnoli from AC Milan was not called up he, on the on 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 the last on the last uh, games of Italy. He was always being called, and he completely overlooked him this time. And how's the overall kind of atmosphere in Italy and also kind of the outlook of the sports media when it comes to this tournament? After not qualifying for the World Cups, and I also read on Skybet that other teams are definitely higher ranked when it comes to the odds on who's going to win this tournament. So is it a new role to be not at the very core of the likely candidates to win the trophy? Yeah, that's. I mean, that that's a bad thing, of course, but it's also a good thing to finally not be. I think uh, the whole burden of being favourites uh, on big names Italy always had throughout the years. Um, I don't know the Totti's, the Del Piero's, and so on, and even till recently uh, the Pirlo's. They they always carried this uh, weight, right? So I feel I feel like for for once the media has kind of like are excited about something new, and uh, because something that's taken shape. Uh, 
that it's uh, it's got no pressure on it. So I that's just going to give it. I just I feel that's going to give the team wings yeah. in order to to propel and excel and without the the pressure. And again, young team, very young team. I mean, the oldest guy in there you got is, is I, Bonucci, Chiellini, Jorginho. Mm -hmm. uh, the rest are all under 25s. Yeah. So I'm just very excited. I feel finally we've got something going. Uh, a bit. I feel a bit in in terms of uh, excitement and energy as a as a squad. I feel England are up there as well with with a very interesting squad. Yeah. And I think Italy for the first time it's not it's it's not a favorite. And I think it's going to play in favor. Yeah. Not being yeah. a favorite. And I think it's very interesting because it seems seems to be the theme that kind of runs through some of the inter interviews that we're having with Spain also having a very young squad with within a transition phase where they'll see how this is going to work out. Germany is kind of in the same stage right now. Um, so it might be an interesting clash now with a new generation of players that will participate in these Euros. Definitely, definitely. I, I, feel, um, I feel, like you said, Spain, Germany, England, but from the ones that are getting game time, I think the Italians uh, uh, are a bit step ahead in that sense. Because you see players like Barella, uh, like, well, Berratti and Jorginho already established yeah. themselves. But, Chiel but Chiellini, uh, you still, you, you got uh, Berardi, yes, uh, um, again, uh, it's players that are getting a lot of games, I mean, big team clubs. And I feel in comparison to... Uh, I don't know, the, the German squad, I was looking at the German squad, the call-up, of course, they all play, they, they're all interesting players, but um, I don't think they've had, they've proved themselves too much in comparison but, to our league. No, exactly, which, which is also why they backpedaled a bit, right? Because first they had a complete transition to just new guys who were going to play, but now they recruited Müller and Hummels to at least give some of the wisdom from form, former tournaments and kind of bring it into the, this new team. But of course, I, I get the point, yeah. True. There's a new new guy from Sassuolo, a striker. I'm just very surprised they called up Raspadori. Mm -hmm. It's only 21. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of like the surprise of the bunch that we're taking. Um, other than that, we left out Politano, which is uh, the, the winger from Napoli. I'm so surprised they left him out as well. Uh, yeah, that, that, those were the surprises. And Mancini, the centre-back of Roma, he was also not called, along with Romagnoli. Mm -hmm. So what choices of the coach but uh the core uh, i feel is strong i think i i i only can see spain with a better free midfielders uh, in the middle yeah more interesting than the italians mm -hmm. uh fullback wise uh, center forward wise uh, maybe england are higher up but uh, in terms of uh midfield which is where the core of a team relies i think italy might be to me, they're their favorite. I don't. I don't say it from an Italian yeah. point of view. To me, they're they're between the two three, but I don't think Germany are up there this time. No, I think Germany I, I are in in trouble potentially for the. Yeah, no, I I agree to some extent, but also we'll see how it works yeah. out. So what would you? Yeah, what would you they, what, they might work the magic. What do you think will be considered a good tournament for Italy in this? Like, do you think it's semi-final and anything else is considered a failure, or what is the kind of like? Because it's very interesting because, you know, they weren't at the last World Cup. So it's you kind of the measurement of what would be considered a good tournament for Italy is kind of hard to, to decide upon. Sure. I mean, of course, uh, they don't, the Italians find it hard not to it's winners be content losers, with. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they like to over celebrate or really get on their neck if they lose. But um, but I think I'll be satisfied with a semi. 
Mm-hmm. So, but at least with, within the top four of Europe, yeah. this time it's. I think that the squad is there. They should be able to prove it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Croatia is strong, Spain is strong, France is always very strong. Uh, but they, we should be able to get between those and leaving out England, Germany, and, or at least be in that bunch. I feel Belgium, of Portugal, course. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's true. In Portugal. It's just a matter of, uh, yeah. The, the, the thing is, okay, exciting squads, but then how do you grind those games? How do you win 1-0? And I think Italy have that in a bit of an, in, in the DNA. Mm. Shootout. Shootout Germany against Italy. <laughs> will, will, will Italy make it this time? <laughs> doubt it, doubt it. We, we are, very... are, are we going to be the grinders again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but... Uh, I, I'm I'm happy with the choices. I I yeah. think I think like the single pivot option of having Corginio and Locatelli yeah. from Sassuolo uh, are really interesting. I mean, uh, if you look at uh, Team Spain with a single pivot, um, maybe Spain is only up there with. Uh, but uh, I don't see I don't see. You know yeah, how there Belgium seems to be played a bit with of a it. change, like from like a few years ago, where it was always like the three in the middle with the one in the in back there. But now it's seemed to be like the four-two-three-one is like more. You want, you yeah. want two in there. Yeah, or one. But uh, but uh, I mean, the Serie A has, has transitioned a lot. Uh, it's gotten much more modern. They're kind of trying to emulate the Premier League in every way, and you can see it in in interesting teams like Sassuolo, Atalanta. Um, Napoli as well, they're, they're, Milan this year, they're, they're trying to play attractive football and it's, this has been finally transpassed to the to the national. Where, whereas before we always relied on individuals and a strong backline and, and a super solid sentiments. Maybe one or two creative players, one Totti, one Pirlo-esque doing a little thing and then a, a num- a, an old school number nine. I think for this time we're going to try and win playing football and yeah, just very about it. Well, what, Sounds what has exciting. been your personal highlight of following the Italian national team? Is there like a game or a moment which you kind of like, like to look back on? From what? From lately? For, from the whole time that you've been following like uh, the Italian national team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, was, there was 1996, I remember a Euro where Gianfranco Sola um, scored again against England, I think it was. I think it was against England, and I was living in England at the time. They took me to a pub, a really traditional English pub, and I was the only one. That was the moment for me. Okay, and of course, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to be protected from the England fans in the pub. Yeah, exactly. I was the only one, the only one screaming there. And well, yeah, of course, '94 when Badger lost that penalty yeah. uh, made me very, very sad. I was crying as a nine-year-old, um, and ever since, uh, kind of like. And now the the documentary came out just like a week ago. Oh, I've the oh, film. Is it? Have you have yeah. you seen it? I've heard it's got kind of mixed reviews. I haven't started watching it. I, I don't think. It's, just... I think it's a. I think it's an actual film, not a documentary. It's like with actors and stuff. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, the. the but I don't know. Okay. But uh, yeah. Okay. I thought it was a documentary, but okay. No. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatized a bit more. Dramatized more. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And we have we have one final question that I've been asking sure, all of our yeah. guests, and it's uh, if you could go for a drink with the player, past or present, from the Italian national team, who would you pick? Oh, past or present? I thought it was just present. No. Okay, past or you present. can you can pick two answers if it's too difficult. From today, definitely Verratti. Yeah, I've heard he's a party boy oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be mad, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's an interesting character. He's always coming out with some random com comments and quotes. But uh, from back in the day, uh, ah, I, it would have to be uh, Nesta. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. class. <laughs> Such a cool, relaxed center back. And I just ask him, how does he do it? Effortless. Effortless. Very <laughs> <laughs> nice and smooth. Yeah. All right, two two brilliant choices. Thank you so much, Mario, for for joining no, us. No, thank you, guys. I hope it was a, a good input. Um, I'm again. I'm very excited this time. I think we have top players, and very confident that we might be able to go all the way. Actually, no. After listening to, him, I'm excited to see what Italy has to offer. You know, it's uh, to see. Yeah, there was there was a very much a se selling point yeah. for the team. <laughs> Sold the team, and, and 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 we'll have you back on if if it goes the way that you predicted, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't even talk about Donnarumma. Yeah. We didn't even talk about <laughs> <laughs> important players. <laughs> All right, all right, guys. Thanks so much, man. Right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, guys. Podcast Network.